as Backyard Stories is put on hold for the time being, and while we're all self-isolating, I thought it would be nice for some familiar voices to share some stories centred around the theme nostalgia. This is Backyard Stories, the Inside Edition. In a limited edition segment of Backyard Stories, Fraser and I got the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to interview reclusive mountaineer Brock Parlane about his tragic attempt to reach the summit of Mount Everest. Mr Parlane has never spoken about these events publicly and has asked that you respect his privacy regarding the distressing details of what you are about to hear. Hi Brock, it's so great that you were able to come in today. Thanks man, just um grab a chair and make yourself comfortable and we'll uh, hop straight into it. We're ready whenever you are. I'll stand with my back against the wall. There's no interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Sure. Uh, no worries. Well, um, if you want to stand over there, we'll we'll just sit here and, um, yeah, all right. So we've, we've managed to track down the reclusive mountaineer Brock Parlane, who's stuck here in Australia, unable to return to his native Alabama. Thanks so much for joining us today, Brock. Sorry, Brock. Sorry, you can't smoke in here. Yeah, they told me I couldn't be the youngest person to some of the eight highest peaks in the world, yet here we are. So, um, how are you today, Brock? Weird times we find ourselves in, huh? Oh, you know, stuck between a Brock and a hard place, if you know what I mean. Brock, we know you don't often do any interviews, so we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. You are right. Strange times we'll find ourselves in, Francis. It's, uh, Fraser. (laughs) Yeah, whatever floats your boat, Captain. Now, Brock, you haven't actually spoken publicly since the incident, but we were hoping, given the circumstances, you would tell Fraser and I about what happened on Everest all those years ago. Well, these uneasy days remind me of that time a time that I do not like to recount. For with every recounting, a little more of him slips away. But the past never stays buried for long. No matter how deep you dig that grave, sometimes it drifts into my subconscious like a delicate lilac-laden breeze gliding over the old bayou on the first night of spring. Nothing intense like, just a simple reminder of a time past. And just as you reach out to grasp it, it's gone again. Memory is a strange one, ain't it? Money, success, big house on the Mississippi. Greed. It's as if everyone's forgotten the only currency that actually matters. Time. And what you choose to do with it. So where exactly were you when it happened? You see, we were waiting about two clicks south of the Hillary Step. Missed our last window to make the summit. We received word back from base that a storm was coming our way. The likes of which they'd never seen before. So we waited. Way to live, way to die, didn't really matter. Me and three others. And one of them went by the name Isaac. God's honest truth, one of the goddamn bravest people ever to walk this earth. We know your party defied orders to return to base and try for the summit. Why? <laughs> You're asking me why we kept going? Why we kept climbing? Well, Frank, can I call you Frank? 
It's, uh, I think somewhere on that icy path to God, we left a part of ourselves. You see, the mountain changes you. Time becomes water, flowing. Strong currents become stagnant moments, festering. Now don't you mishear me. That mountain has taken everything from me, everything. But my entire life, she was always there. In the back of my head, taunting me. And you know in your heart, you trade your life to uncover her secrets. Now if Isaac taught us one thing, it's that you keep going, you keep fighting. So about 15 hours later, against all odds and all of Mother Nature's insurmountable obstacles, we made it. I could see it. Amongst the dense shades of violent gray. A small pocket of light. Was it heaven? I don't know. Sure seemed like it at the time, though. All we needed to do was make that one final ascent, tie off our ropes, stir to our carabiners, and climb one last little bit. And that's when it happened? The storm hit. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. It was as if the mountain was fighting back. We knew we had no divine right to be up there, but that's exactly why we went. In a matter of seconds, it was almost pitch black like we're caught in the middle of a Kansas tornado. Murderous winds slamming us into the side of that icy beast. That kind of bone-freezing cold that no human is meant to survive. It was like she knew we were so close. She was resisting our innate curiosity to search for the answers to those unanswerable questions. So I turned to Isaac, and through all that razor-sharp ice and pervading darkness, I could see his eyes reassuring me, telling me it was okay, just keep going, we can do this. So I readjusted my focus skyward, dug my spikes in as deep as they could go, and took a single step, and then another. You know how they say a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step? Well, a single step can also end one. We can take a break if you'd like. Isaac didn't get a break. Now that's when I heard a crack in the ice behind me. I summoned what little strength I had left to turn back. Then I heard another. It was the ice holding Isaac's carabino. Now that's when time ceased to abide by the laws of physics. Before Isaac had a chance to react, he had fallen. I mean, it, I don't know, it happened so quickly. Next thing I knew, I was holding on to Isaac's hand as it swayed over the murky darkness below. He was staring directly into the great unknown. I mean, you could not fall any further. We're at the top of the world. And we swayed there for a moment or two. It felt like a year. Then the ice behind me started to crack. I turned back to Isaac. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything. I mean, what, what could you tell him? What could you say to him? You see, then I remember his grip loosening, his muscles relaxing, and the look on his face changing from fear to, well, something else entirely. It was love. And suddenly that mountain didn't seem so big. I won't let go, I told him. I can pull, I can pull you back up. I, our eyes knew that was a lie. 
Isaac knew if I held on much longer, the rope would snap, the ice would break, and we'd both fall. Now I held on for as long as my soul would permit me. But then his fingers started slipping through my grasp. I thought he'd disappear quickly. But he didn't. It was as if it wasn't actually fallen. Now I, I can't explain it. It looked like he was floating. Those vindictive winds that were our downfall were carrying him to a new sea. To another place we're not privy to. Wow. Um, I don't know what to say. You see, every now and then we need a reminder of why we decide to climb. You see, it's in our very nature. It's in the very fiber of our being. And somewhere along the way, we seem to have forgotten that. Now, I ain't talking about the mountain no more. In times like these, I guess we finally have an opportunity to remember who we are. To remember what makes us human. To rediscover what we can be. What we should be. Love, compassion, that insatiable curiosity that burns deep within us that asks, Why? That innate need to keep climbing, to keep fighting. Now, you know you can't reach that peak alone. It requires all of us to push each other up, not drag each other down. You gotta sacrifice for your fellow man. You see, that is us at our best. So did you make it to the summit? <laughs> if you ask me that question, I fear you weren't truly listening. <laughs> did I reach the summit? Does it actually matter? Wow, I'm absolutely speechless, Brock. You see, these trying times we find ourselves in, Francis, reminds me of what close personal friend of mine, District Attorney Harvard Dent, told the residents of Gotham City. The night is always darkest before the dawn. Random acts of human kindness are how we will persevere. When the dark clouds finally settle, and we see that little pocket of light again, it is our duty to become more than what we were. You see, if we go backwards, we don't deserve to be here. And hey, if that happens, then I look forward to seeing Isaac one final time. 